Our God has been so wild lately. He doesn't seem to listen. He doesn't obey my commands, and we can't even bribe him with treats. He's gotten so out of hand, he may even have to be put down. God is not the problem here. The problem is people who want to be the leader of the pack. We reinstate God. We retrain people. You're listening to The God Whispers. Hey, welcome to God Whispers. Christianity for irreligious people or piety for impious people or... Anyway, I'm Craig D'Onofrio. I'm Bill Swirla. And here we are. Uh, we left off on our last episode with Lassie going to get the mother of Timmy as he was trapped right, under a tree. Wrong, that's and, wrong podcast there. So, sorry, wrong one. Uh, no, last time we talked about the first commandment yes. out of the Lutheran small catechism or Martin Luther small catechism, depending on how anal you want to be about the whole thing. And uh, we were talking about the first commandment. You will have no other gods before me. We pretty well beat that to a pulp and uh, perhaps it's time so to it's move idolatrous on. pulp. Idolatrous I, I pope. Yeah, nice. It was. Yeah. It was idolatrous pope? Fear. Did you say? No, let's not bring that in <laughs> yet. Okay, we'll, we'll get to that at some point, but I really don't think we ought to get to that. All right. It's uh, down fear, the road. Fear, love, we'll, yeah. trust. Fear, love, and trust. Okay, so let's move on to the second commandment. As we read here, you shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Martin Luther asks, what does this mean? He answers, we should fear and love God so that we do not curse, swear, use satanic arts, lie or deceive by his name, but call upon it in every trouble, pray, praise, and give thanks. Wow. Discuss. Well, yeah, I rem- I don't know. when You probably didn't. You weren't a kid. You didn't grow up Lutheran, did you? No, I didn't. Oh, no, not a life no, of Lutheran. No, no. Yeah, see, I learned, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. What's the difference? I don't know. It just sounded sound more religious. A little more ominous. Yeah, it does. Because thy. Very thy is a very religious word. Actually, no, there is a difference. That that misuse has that notion of it's kind of like it's a, a screwdriver and you shouldn't pry with it or something like that. But but uh, in vain, to use it for empty purposes. Hmm. Yeah, to use it in emptiness. I think that's probably closer to the Hebrew understanding of that commandment that that you shall not take the name of the Lord and use it for empty and trivial purposes. You know, this is uh, one that growing up in the fundagelical world that I I think we actually kind of got right when it came to the law itself. Uh, Maybe not the whole interpretation, but uh, that there's power in the name of God, that there's power in the name of Jesus, that there's... And so if you look at someone and say, God damn you... You're literally asking God to damn this person. Yeah. In a very real sense. Yeah, and, and that that's that's really at the heart of the commandment too, is And that, what's great is this is an internet podcast, so I can say that on a religious program and uh, I'll only get my parishioners yelling at me. It's an amazing time in which we live. <laughs> the yeah, this this idea that the name it's not just like Bob or Bill or Fred. Right. But but the name if you have God's name, you have God in, in a sense, and God gives his name to be used. And when you call upon God's name, stuff happens. And so, so you, it's not a trivial thing to mess with the name of God. Right. You're messing with God himself. It's always amazing to me that in our culture, it's perfectly acceptable to use God's name in vain, but don't use the F word or drop an S bomb or, or anything like that. That's that's 
cussing, and that's wrong. But it's okay to you know bang your thumb with a hammer and then march around stomping and yelling the name of God. Uh, you know, basically cursing him because you know you hurt yourself. Well, you know, <laughs> you, you saw that list that, that we do not curse, swear, yeah, use satanic arts. Of course, I had a kid. He sees the word swear and, he, and he's, he's memorizing this thing too. So he gets to the swear and he goes, "Pastor is what?" He says, "This means I can't say shit." <laughs> and of course, this is the middle of confirmation class, and, and you know everybody's kind of waiting for the pastor to have just have a case of apoplexy there. And and I proce- I, I proceed to say, no, that's not what this means. It, it it also doesn't apply. And I said the other six words that George Carlin said you can't say on radio, which we could say here, but I'm not going to. And of course, that that got a phone call because that's that's the only thing the kid remembers from right. confirmation class is that pastor recited the seven words you can't say on the radio. Right. Yeah. And uh, but all of those words they may be crude, uneducated, rude, low but, class. Yeah, you know, just low class. Yeah. But, but they have nothing to do with God. Right. You're not sending someone to hell with an f bomb. But uh, if somebody <laughs> were to say, "Good Lord," we don't have a problem with that. Well, are we acknowledging that God's good with that? Or yeah, we, it, dep- uh, not, it all not depends, usually. right? You know? <laughs> it's like, what's the first prayer in the morning? Oh, God, the coffee isn't on. You know, that's not a prayer. <laughs> that's that's. <laughs> now, I've had some people, as a matter of fact, a fellow pastor told me it's okay to uh, to say God damn it because God's name isn't God. It's not his name. It's what he is. I, I say, man, you're on thin ice with that one. That's oh, that, just, that, that ain't quite right. That's See, that's where the law will get you every time. Yeah. You start slicing and dicing. You, you slice the bologna so thinly you can read through it after a while. That, that's, it's, not about, it's not about which title or name of God you're using. It's, it's the idea that to call upon God, you're calling upon God to do something. Right. Namely, to damn something, which is pretty serious business. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that uh, a lot of Jews have gone so far as to not even write the word God, G slash D, or, you know, and and it gets so carried away that if I don't use the word or the name or anything whatsoever, then I can't take it in vain. And going back to what you were saying about, you know, there being a threat and a promise here, uh, you're definitely, you know, excluding yourself from the promise. Well, we'll get into that a little bit later as we get a little deeper into it. You know, it. I, I, I got a, I had an interesting conversation. I wrote a letter to the editor of the L.A. Times once. Every once in a while, something tweaks me, and I write a letter to the editor. And it actually got in. It got printed. And it, it had to do with the the tetragrammaton, the four-letter name of God. Yahweh or Yahweh whatever. or however, yeah. you know, it comes out as Jehovah in, in the King James Bible and that and I wrote something about it, and I got, actually got a phone call from a Jewish guy who said that he appreciated the letter, but I had, I had my facts wrong. And, and I'm not sure how reliable he was in this, but what he said made sense. He said, it's not that the Jews, the Jewish people won't say the name of God or they're afraid to say the name of God, but that it is to them unpronounceable. Ah. And, and it was, it, it's, it's, it basically is a statement of of God's transcendence and mystery that that we that that He can't be so contained that way, and so it's an unpronounceable name. Not that they're afraid of using it, but it was unpronounceable. Now I asked him. I said, in in the Aaronic benediction in Numbers six, it has three times. Well, that's Elohim, though, right? No, no, it's Yahweh. Yahweh bless and keep you, oh. the Lord. I don't know. Maybe you know, I should read my Bible. Yeah, the, the, yeah, it's an amazing book. You got to check it out sometime. <laughs> what do they look like? We pastors are horrible about that. But, 
but but it's 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 the Lord. It's 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 Yahweh. That four letter name, uh, bless you and keep you, Yahweh makes face. And he said it was never pronounced Yahweh, and and that it's not that they didn't want to say it or they were afraid to say it. It's just that it was ineffable. It just could not be said. And and, and there may be something to that. I, I, well, I, then why would they take the vowel out of God? Well, the vowel was never in. No, G-O-D. Oh, and God. I think they're trying to show that. G they're trying to G. show the same thing in English. That's. I think that's an English formalism. Well, he's, going back to what I was saying before, then God is a descriptor of the one whose name cannot be pronounced. Right. It's what he is, not his name. Now, here's the, but here's the rub. That, that when the Son of God takes on human flesh, God takes on a human name. And it turns out to be a name that is above every other name that God is known by. Joshua. Yeshua, Jesus, right. So you have in Philippians that at the name of Jesus, People every out there right now are going, Joshua? What yeah, what's he it? talking about? <laughs> this is bursting out into Hebrew. Yeah, sorry. Speaking in tongues without it, a translator. It's, it's at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess, Lord Jesus Christ to the glory of God the Father. So his is the name that is above every name. His, his Actually, his name supersedes that mysterious name of the Old Testament that whether you could say it or couldn't say it, it's immaterial. Once, once you get to the Jesus point, that's superseded because right. he is the Lord in the flesh. There you have it. It's, he is God for us, God, right. God to our face, right? That's God yeah. with our face. So. In our face. <laughs> Not in our face. <laughs> Very much so. So, so but and like the other commandments, we're talking about the gift. The gift inside this commandment is? Oh, we have a name. The name of God. Yes. God, yes. God gives us his name. And you it is you a caught gift. me looking down at the book. And st- uh, huh? Yeah. What? Well, this, I was having dialogue. Very I, was, I, was being I thought you were just going off on another monologue. God, God gives us his name, and with his name comes the authority to call upon him in trouble, to pray to him, to give thanks, to praise him, to worship him. Had God not given us his name, we couldn't call on him. Well, let's uh, let, let's look at these uh, to curse. Well, I think I think we pretty well touched on curse already, right? Using God's name in a cussing kind of way. Is yeah, that your right? PC hangs, and you you curse Microsoft, or you con- you curse the computer, or, yeah, or your stock goes down, you, and you, you curse damn Microsoft, whatever in God's name. Then then so, and it's not for you to damn anything. Right, it's not really. He gave us He gave us His name to bless people. God bless you. That's the promise side. That's the other side. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, we've got to take a break here in just a few seconds. But when we come back, we'll get into get swearing, swearing yeah, and we'll, satanic arts we'll get into and swearing. all sorts swearing. of really uh, <laughs> crazy, crazy stuff. Weird so thing. stay tuned. We'll be back right after this. Just in case you were wondering who we were, there, there you are. Or in case we forgot who we are. Uh, you're not wearing your name tag today, so you might forget who you are. Thou shalt not misuse the name of the Lord your God, the second commandment. We're talking about this one. 
And we got into the do not curse. I think we uh, cursed it up enough on that one. And uh, so now we're, we're looking at swearing, using satanic arts, lying, uh, deceiving, and so forth and so on. Uh, cursing and swearing, a lot of people think that it's synonymous, but uh, swearing is more of an oath, right? Yeah, and, and I think that's the, again, probably the original intent of the commandment was not to drag God's name into a public lie. Okay, a public lie. Well, you'll see you'll see a, a lot of examples uh, as surely as the Lord lives. It says in the scriptures something that that's a that would be kind of swearing an oath, and so not to use the name of God uh, in support of a false oath. Or, so then, is or it wrong? to swear lightly to to make to make oaths for trivial purposes? So then, you would say it's not wrong to stand up in court and say this is the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help me God. No, in, in fact, you have a number of examples in the Old Testament of people um, declaring oaths. In fact, God declares an oath on his own name. Uh, well, he's God. He and, can get away with that. And so, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> he, but, but no, that, that's par for the course. The, but, but I think, it, and that's why I went back to that original understanding of taking the name in vain, swearing trivial or useless oaths. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's the old, I don't know if the kids still talk like this, but, but you, you knew a kid was lying when the first words out of, out of his or her mouth was, I swear to God. Swear to God. <laughs> swear to God. It, it really like, happened. Swear to yeah, God. Yeah, okay. I, I know where that's coming from. So, and, and usually it, it, has, it, it, it has the most trivial content. Uh, certainly in the courts, you're, you're there to speak in defense of the neighbor. You're there to uh, promote common justice. That there, there, there's a a good reason for being there, and you're testifying to the truth. And so, so, how would you respond to someone who says, uh, "Well, it says here not to swear according to God's name, and so I refuse to ever take an oath to serve my country. Uh, so help me God, or to tell the truth. So help me God, or you know, how would you respond to that? Yeah, it's and it's not the it's not the oath. It's the it's the reason for the oath. Trivial reasons? No, you don't. You don't drag God's name into trivia. Okay. But but uh, for uh, for to hold public office, in order to even hold public office, you have to swear an oath. Well, in order to take the stand, you have to swear an oath, and and that's in service. As I said, it's in service to neighbor and in service of justice. And so, I, I it's usually, not a blanket uh, condemnation. What what it really is is <laughs> it, it's again it's about the trivial use. Of, of God's name. I want to talk about satanic arts because I think that's 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 not the best translation. We we think of satanic arts and we think of some black cat in the park and and yeah, sacrificing chickens for Jesus. Yeah, pentagrams and, and all of that. <laughs> really, the, the 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 German the German word. And Luther wrote the Catechism originally in German for his German peasant congregants. But he wanted to be Italian. <laughs> because he changed his name from Luther to Lutheranus. Yeah, he no, Latinized Latin, it, right? Yeah, Italian, right, right. right? So there are two kind of people, those who are Italian, those who want to be Italian. That's a bias. Yeah. I can. And this is the truth from Pastor Craig D'Onofrio. Yeah. Uh, satanic arts. The, the German is Zaubern, to make magic. And to me, this makes more sense, to conjure with God's name. So we're not talking about devil worship and, and, and black masses and things like that. But what, what I think Luther has in mind here is to use the name of God in a trivial way to conjure. Isn't that amazing? Good luck charm. Yeah. Or uh, the, the prosperity doctrines. Potentially, yeah. yeah. Going to conjure up some money uh, using the name of God. I, you, 
I took a group of people to this Pentecostal church once, and uh, they were the pastor was up front, and he had a Bible, and he, he prayed over the Bible, and everybody who'd come up and touch the Bible would be slain in the spirit and start flopping around on the ground and everything. It got to the point where the Bible was a talisman, and whoever would touch it in the name of God would start flopping on the ground and that sort of thing. I, Man, this is like witchcraft. This yeah. is just crazy See, that's stuff. That's the basis of all superstition. Yeah, is that somehow when you have a thing, then you've got a string to pull on God. This God becomes like a puppet. You can just pull on a string and, and he'll do whatever you want. He's he, you have him under your control now. See, and, I, I, and that I'll would be admit. a misuse of God's name. Is having God's name now we can basically pull off all kinds of magic in his name. I wanted to go grab the guy's Bible and say, you're not using this right, and take it away from right. him. <laughs> Repossess that Bible. <laughs> but I, I'll admit, I was, I was a little freaked stop. out by the whole thing. I didn't want to you know, push my luck. I but, get freaked you know, out when my people use the Bible to support projectors on, on overhead presentations and stuff like that. <laughs> I got a little problem yeah, with that too. But, yeah, yeah. But but I you know, this idea when I see satanic arts or I, I learned the older catechism had used witchcraft, but it's the same idea. That's where the satanic arts thing comes from. But it, it I I think that's that's going in the wrong direction. I, I think it's conjuring. Using God's name the way the the faith healer types right. use it. Yeah. Using God's name for fun and profit. Uh using God's name to obligate God. So now now He's like the the ultimate rabbit's foot or the ultimate talisman. Good luck, Charm. Uh, I, I always tell people if they want to see this one in action, just turn on Trinity Broadcast Network at any it's given hour. An you, you'll you'll see it pretty bold that, and that's right. right on front there. And then you get the, the, the liar deceive. I'm not sure how much of this is really nuanced and how much is just uh, just to get a nice message. That kind of goes list, back to the swear to God type thing, doesn't it? Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. You know, Luther says in the large catechism that the worst offense against God's name is false theology. Right. That this commandment is broken most by theologians and false teachers, basically who in the name of God purport to teach the word of God and instead teach distorted truth. Wow. So, uh, and I think that's what he has in mind here by deceiving by God, deceiving in God's name. Somebody's saying, you know, I'm coming in the name of God. I'm coming to proclaim the word of God. And then they proclaim their own opinions, their own word. Um, I, I think also we see this a lot when we hear these faith healers and prosperity guys and uh, people who are trying to get you to send in money. The Lord said to me uh, that you should send me this money. Or the Lord said to me this and the Lord said to me that. And the test of all things is the word of God, the scriptures, not the word of God and what I'm saying that it is. And I'm always really suspicious of people when they say, God's been talking to me, and God really wants me to leave my wife. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that the, one. That... The Lord told me to do something, and then it goes opposed to what Scripture says, but the Lord told me to do it. Yeah, that always, it's always good to ask that, that penetrating diagnostic question, how do you know it was the Lord? Yeah. <laughs> I got two it words just... for you. Therapy. Yeah, it, just, it just felt right, Pastor. I, I don't know what it was, but but uh, I remember I remember when I was on Vicarage. That was the year that Oral Roberts had this vision of a nine hundred foot Jesus. Is that when he locked himself in the tower? Yeah, and yes. and 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 he was supposed to raise I don't know how many millions of dollars, or he said the Lord was going to call him home. Right. So this was kind of 
God is the divine hitman. Now, in the Lord calling him home, would that be to his house in Oklahoma City? Or? I, 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 I think it was to a, a room in the heavenly mansion somewhere. But, mm. but my question was, if, if Paul is right, and I, I, I presume that he is being inspired, and when he says to live is Christ and to die is gain, then, then my thinking was, well, why not do the old guy a favor and not give him money? So that the Lord would call him home. Yeah, there you go. So it and and it pretty much I think panned out that way too. So that, that goes along with my. Uh, we'll get into this a whole other time in the catechism when we get to baptism. But but the whole age of accountability thing. Yeah, and people who are insistent on that, I say, are you pro life? Well, of course I am. Well, why would you be if if the child's not accountable for their sin until a certain age? Why don't we just kill them now and dispatch them to heaven? That way they can't grow up, reject God, and go to hell. You just kind of see the smoke start to come out of their There's ears. There's got to be something logically <laughs> like, wrong with that, but I can't figure out what it is. It, it, it sounds airtight, but there's you know there's something wrong with that. But, but well, that whole murder thing argument. is a problem. Yeah, well, the murder, the murder but thing but is, wouldn't that be a lesser evil, the murder, than letting them be eternally murdered? I, I think This is would, a troubling yeah, line of reasoning. Yeah, well, you know, Z. Kyle. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> you made me forget about Back, back uh, to the second commandment. The name, Sorry. Yeah, let's get back to the name of God because – the, the flip side of it, this is this, this commandment's good illustration of how sin is both negative and positive. There are sins of commission, things that we do that we ought not do. And then there are sins of omission, things that we should be doing that we're not doing. And so there's the flip side, the right use of the gift, that is to call upon it in every trouble, to pray, to praise, to give thanks. Luther said you even instruct the, the little kids when they see something frightful on the road, to make the sign of the cross and say, Lord, have mercy, to offer up even a simple simple prayer, uh, which in our freeways you could be occupied in prayer from one end of your trip to the other, I think. You'd see plenty of frightful things. But, but So on the one hand, we don't use the name of God as we ought, and on the other hand, we use the name of God in ways that does not bring glory to God or that, that uh, defames the name of God. So that's the reflection of our sin here. Yeah, it's funny making the sign of the cross. We we tend to think of that as a real Roman Catholic thing, but all that it is is a reminder of of our baptism and what God has done for us in Christ Jesus, that being our salvation. And so we make the sign of a cross as a reminder of from whence our hope comes. It's a it, yes. That's probably one of the oldest Christian gestures around yeah. is the sign of the cross. Well, we need to take a break right there, but we'll be right back. You're listening to the God Whispers on Pirate Christian Radio. Second commandment, you shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. What does this mean? We should fear, love, and... See, now I did it. We should fear and love God so that we do not curse, swear, use satanic arts, lie or deceive by his name, but call upon it in every trouble, 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 trouble. the Elmer Fudd version. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Trouble, pray, praise, and give thanks. Holy smokes, am I messed up. Uh, when we left off, we were kind of talking about uh, all the uh, lying and deceiving uh, going on by God's name and so forth and so on. Uh, where do you want to go from here? Positive side. Positive. Good stuff. The Again, I, all these Luther styled all these commandments as the negatives. We should fear and love God so that we don't do this. And then the positives, that we do do this. 
And that, in part, that's that's part of that third use or function of the law you were talking about, too, as a guide for what God does want. He does instruct us on how to use these gifts. Our sinfulness pro- prohibits us or prevents us from fully using them properly. But nonetheless, we're given God's name to pray, to praise, to give thanks. Uh, you know, I thought of one other, one other conjuring way of using God's name hmm. is the superstitious use of the phrase, in the name of Jesus, at the end of prayers. Ooh, ooh yeah. You know, yeah. like that, that, that seals, that seals the deal. It. Yeah. It's yeah. the ultimate transaction. I, I, I pray for all this stuff, and, and then by saying, by saying, in the name of Jesus, I've clinched it. Yeah, that's right up there with the Lord we just. The, the we just is always amazing because we just ask that you would uh, give us a good dinner, and we just ask that you would give us good health, and we just ask that you would bless our houses. And we, if you just ask one thing, aren't you excluding all the other junk? That's but one use of it, yeah. I suppose. So, or, <laughs> or, or, that's or, neither here nor there. It just reminded me of that, actually. That sounds, but it sounds yeah. humble, though. It, it, very humble. Just. Just. Yeah, but we're, just ask, we're just asking for this. We could ask for more. <laughs> but we're just asking. What if there were fifty righteous people in this? Yeah. City? Well, yeah. Th- now there's a, there's a good piece of bargaining. I think Abraham <laughs> should have gone down to one. <laughs> what about me? Uh, see, because God saved the world for the sake of one righteous man. There you have it. So, well, or in the Ark Eight, Ab- Abraham. What did he stop at? Ten. I don't even remember. I yeah. think it was it, it was, was like ten, ten or twenty or and something then, then like that. Lot and company just bemoosed, and that was it. It was yeah. They're, but, but the the idea here, though, is is that by by just saying that name, and Jesus did say, "Whatever you ask in my name, you know, it'll be granted you." That's not setting up a transaction. So all you have to say, it's like ending your business letter with "Thank you in advance for your cooperation." <laughs> uh, but but rather. To, to to pray in his name is to pray according to his will. Okay. And and that, which is far different than just saying, in the name of Jesus, there, I got it. Right. Yeah. If you look at the text in that, as a matter of fact, we were covering this in my Bible class this morning, that uh, if you look at the text there, it talks about God's will and kind of working within the will of God and saying, you know, thy will be done, and whatever we pray in the name of God, according to his will, God will do his will basically is what it comes down to. Right. Yeah. And so we, we pray that we would be glad that God's will is done here in his name. Exactly. Right? And, and that, that we'd be, we be part of that will. That, that, yeah. Uh, our, our will would die and his will would be done. That's good stuff. Which is, yeah, that is. Yeah. But you know, when I look at these other things, pray, praise, give thanks, that could be summarized in one word is worship. That, that we have God's name in order to worship. And when you think about liturgical worship, it's always done in the name. So the services begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Right. We're calling they end God. in the name. We're conjuring. <laughs> We're invoking. <laughs> there you That's go. called an invocation, which exactly. is not a con- it's in fact invocation is the opposite of conjuring. Yes. Invocation basically says, We're here according to your promise. Yeah. You know, deal with us according to your promise. Which is a lot different than says, do whatever we ask. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do my will now. Let's let's get that done. So we are given God's name to call upon in every trouble for prayer, for praise, and for thanksgiving. So once again, we have the the threat here. Don't do this. You know, don't use my name for cussing. Don't use my name for lying. Don't use my name for deception or for false gain. But we are given His name. To call upon, and the name of God is 
not just, you know, the name Yahweh or Jesus, but Father. We, we're given a dear Father here. And as we get into the Lord's Prayer, we'll, we'll talk about this even more. But God gives us his name so that we, his children, can call upon him as our dear Father. And he'll hear us like we are his dear children, because we are. And through Christ, we have become the children of God once again. This commandment also, like all the others, is going to mirror our sin back at us. Yeah. And, and, and I think it, it's very convicting of we who are baptized believers, e- even more than the, the unwashed unbelieving. But it's, it's the baptized believer who has been baptized in the name of God, who then, when he drops the wrench on his foot, damns the wrench in the name of God, the very name that saves him, you know, <laughs> right. or, or that, that unlike David is not glad when they said, let's go to the house of the Lord, but says, I'd rather sleep in today. How do you dispose of a damned wrench? <laughs> Carefully. <laughs> I mean, tongs. That needs to be dispatched to the pit, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, it. <laughs> that's it. But you know what I'm saying is, is that is that we who have the name of God, and, and you notice how, how much of a reflex it is. The minute somebody cuts you off on the freeway, it just comes flying out of your mouth, and you don't even think about it. Yeah. And it, it's, those are the reflexes of our sinful nature. And, and that's an illustration of how bad the situation is with us. It's not just a matter of, oh, I'm going to say a few polite things and be nice with God's name and bless everybody and that. But the minute that, that we sense there's a loss of control in our life, the stuff that comes out of our mouth is anything but, but extolling the name of God. Yeah, and, isn't that and, the truth? And again, who's going to rescue us from this, this death, this body of death? It's, we can't save ourselves here. And again, the law looks the law looks at how we use God's name and says, "You don't even deserve to have God's name. God would be justified in taking yeah. His name back." Yeah. And and so again, the need for salvation, the need. Yeah. For when when the guy on the freeway cuts us off, we our, our inclination is not to say, "Well, God bless that little guy. I just love him to death. You know, he's wonderful." You know, no. <laughs> it's ever, completely ever, the opposite. You ever honk? I when, want blood. You ever honk when somebody's got a honk if you love Jesus bumper sticker? Oh and yeah, they flip, flip you, you off. off. <laughs> <laughs> there was a thing just the other day that I heard about uh, people who have bumper stickers. Doesn't matter if it's the little fish or a cross or I hate your guts or whatever uh, or Obama or Hillary or you know anything. Uh, anyone who has a bumper sticker is much more likely to become violent with you no. in an altercation. So even a dove, they're finding people with a dove <laughs> or a cross are much more violent than people without bumper stickers. We had a guy, we had a guy go ballistic at us on, on, uh, on Saturday. It was, it was the first time I ever dealt with first, firsthand road rage. Okay. And, and it was ironic because I wasn't in the, I was in the passenger seat. Yeah, and 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 the guy he was riding with, he made one of these rolling rights on reds, and really didn't have a good bead on the on the lane, uh-huh. and uh, and so he just kind of turned in, and some guy had to make a rather flamboyant avoidance maneuver, and so he's all over him. Obviously, there's the hand gestures, the whole deal, and and he's on ahead of us, and so I figured, well, this crisis is averted, and we we turn in, we turn in the side streets, and he comes up from behind us. The guy made a U-turn, followed us into the subdivision and then he gets confrontational and he's just he's just cuss and I didn't check for any doves or any <laughs> any other stickers on the but he's just going and I thought he was going to come out of the car I thought this was going to get get physical wow 
And, and he probably had one of those coexist stickers on there yeah, with, the, yeah, right. with the cross, the star of Pray David. Pray for peace. <laughs> but, yeah, I would love to check out his bumper stickers to see where he's at in this. But, but he, was, he, he had literally lost control. Wow. And, and I could see where this could escalate into something really, really ugly. And, and the guy I was riding with, he apologized, acknowledged that he made a bad turn. And it, it did nothing. It just fueled it. Wow. You know, and so I'm thinking, well, there's two of us and one of him. And uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering. Well, there's a great line from a movie that a person is smart. People are stupid. You get them in groups, they lose their mind. But this has nothing to do with that. <laughs> but it's... <laughs> So just a little road rage commentary. Yeah, good old good old road Nothing rage. Nothing brings out the old Adam in us like the road, though. Well, I got a theory on that. My my theory is that uh, when I get on the road, I'm placing my personal property and my life in your hands. And when you show blatant disregard for both of the above, that that's going to make me unhappy. Yeah. Uh, so what happens with you? Well, um, I can't talk about it. The courts have sealed that. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, <laughs> that's one one reason I wear my clericals a lot is uh, it it tends to tone down. Yeah, it's a lot of fun with of, the priest flipping yeah, you off. Yeah, can you imagine some guy coming coming? He comes home to the wife and I says, "You won't believe what happened to me. Some priest flipped me off on the fifty seven. Yeah, it's just it's just mind boggling. Actually, I did have that one once. I was going to the hospital. I was wearing my collar and and I cut a guy off. He was in my blind spot. I just didn't see him. I cut a guy off. He drove past me, and he had his finger extended, and then he saw me in my collar, and you could just see him turn like three sheets of white. He's like, oh. I'd I be tempted to make the sign of the cross. <laughs> anyway, uh, we got to take a break. We'll be talking about uh, violence and uh, profanity as we come back, or uh, we'll finish up on the Second Commandment, one or the other. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back for one more segment of the God Whispers. I'm Craig D'Onofrio. I'm Bill Swirla. That's who he is. Uh, we're talking about the Second Commandment, road rage, violence, and... Uh, the name of God. The name of God in general, using it right, using it wrong. Now, Craig, I want to ask you something because yeah. I, I know you, you in, a, in another life, yes. you used to be involved in, in politics. Yes, before I was other reincarnated area. as a pastor. That's right. My life is a social faux pas yeah. because, uh, you know, they say you shouldn't talk about politics or religion, but those are the two areas that I've worked the that's most. That's all in, you've so. done. I, I'm surprised <laughs> you're as popular socially as you are. That's a, that's it's quite... because I pay people to hang out with me. That's, 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 <laughs> that's, that's I give them money. A 20 and just say, hang, hang out with me. <laughs> I'll buy you dinner if you hang out with me and I'll take you someplace nice. But, but I, I wanted to, wanted to kind of, Pick your brain a little bit on 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 the name of God yeah. in the public square, and and all the God talk that goes on, especially in an election year. What happens when the name of God and and campaigning and politics get together? Yeah, you know, uh, uh, for me, this goes back to uh, when uh, um, Pat Robertson ran for president back in the eighties, and God told him. To run for president. He was smart enough to say God didn't tell him to be president, but God told him to run for president. So at least he had that much. He didn't say he'd win either. Just, right. Just run. Right. Just run. Yeah, I want right. you to run, uh, which 
probably is akin to I want you to divorce your wife. <laughs> Once again, go back there. Uh, and uh, the the evangelical right uh, fell in lockstep. I went to events for Pat Robertson. I, I'm little embarrassed to admit I even worked for him. I was that young and naive at the time. But uh, huge events, huge events. People paid hundreds if not thousands of dollars to go and have dinner with a thousand other people for Pat Robertson and all the God talk. And so then we have the progression of all this stuff. I'm proud to be an American song and people raising their hands in worship at this and, and so forth and so on. Really, really scary stuff when you think about it. Uh, no concept of there being a kingdom of God and a kingdom of this world. You know, no two kingdom theory. Nowadays, we have a lot of people courting and or shunning the religious right and or left. It's really amazing. Uh, I think of all the problems that uh, Obama had with his former pastor. Yeah, that was uh, Pastor right. Palooza over there for a while. <laughs> yeah. with, with I've never seen the clergy get so much press since, since the wow. Roman Catholic scandal. Yeah, so, I, I love how the guy would make all sorts of crazy statements and then scream, It's in the Bible! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, uh, you know, I can just say the craziest thing and then just scream it's in the Bible. Did so, you get any preaching uh, tips or any any ideas about preaching from watching some of that footage? I, 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 I know I, I was inspired. Well, I, I, I knew I could just say whatever I wanted and then scream it's in the Bible and people would nod their heads. Like, oh, okay, if you say but, so. But, you know, I noticed that every every candidate always signs off with the God bless you and God bless America. It's almost it, – it, it, it's almost – a boilerplate signature yeah. at the end of every stump speech. Isn't that – and and even those who are atheists will do it. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I'd love somebody to stand up and ask, can you tell us who you think God is? Who, who is this God? Yeah, who is this? And, and, and <laughs> I, I heard the story. I, I don't know if it's true or not, but but uh, it, it has the ring of truth that when Jimmy Carter was in office, you know, he was a good Baptist Sunday yeah, school oh, yeah. teacher. Yeah, yeah, So So with Jimmy, it wasn't God. It was Jesus. He just couldn't talk enough about Jesus. Well, he had sinned in his heart, though. Well, so, you know, that's... well, and he's right. So let's not make fun. Of, I'm not going to make fun of that. I, he's absolutely right. He I, had, but I he just had remember all the press made over heart. that. Is like, oh my they were gosh. all over that. But that but see, ridiculous. now that was that was a good second use of the law, right? But anyway, he would talk about Jesus, and and I'm told that his advisors kind of pulled him aside and say, you know, tone down the Jesus talk and just talk about God. Really? Yeah. I hadn't heard that. That one. in 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 the public square, God will fly because anybody can kind of fill in their own image of God yeah. behind that. But Jesus, it just gets a little bit too particular for some people. Well, you know, uh, George Bush Jr. has uh, been pretty open about his Christianity. He's gotten some heat, but he's also gotten a lot of passes because of that. I think. Oh, you, what you think it's a free ride by playing the the Christian card? Yeah, or? amongst the Christians, I think a lot of people. Oh well, he's a Christian. I'll vote. You know, I mean, look at Huckabee. He's running for president. A lot of people followed him simply because he was a Baptist pastor. It doesn't matter what he believed or what he you know was was saying that his platform was, or even his history. You know, his his history didn't really jibe with what he said his platform was. But because he's this likable fella. Which he is. He's a very likable yeah. guy. I like him as a guy. I'd go bowling with him. But, you know, as far as him being... You think he's about a, a 170 average or so? I I, I, was just, I don't know. I'm I, a solid I 98, so it's <laughs> kind of hard for me to judge. But, <laughs> but you know, the people can get a lot of mileage out of this God talk and, and out of the Jesus talk also. 
whereas on the other side of the spectrum, you get a lot of detraction for it also. A lot of people just, you know, they don't want to even go near you if you're claiming to be a Christian or, or whatever. You know, uh, it's really interesting that as the Democrats have been running for president, um, I haven't heard much about Hillary or Obama and their faith, aside from the Reverend Wright stuff. Um, you know, I, I have no idea what, what's going on with them. They don't well, really I, I've heard that Obama... Or McCain, for that matter. I have no idea what that guy's all that about. That would be interesting. I, I, I'd, I'd heard that Obama wasn't going to pick a new church until after the election, because just because whatever he picks as a church is going to be a politicized thing. So he's just kind of... He should just go of, all the way and pick a mosque and be done with oh, it. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. I'm sure there are a lot of people waiting for that. Ooh. But it, it seems to me that, that generic God talk uh, you can get away with pretty much unless you're at an atheist convention. Yeah. But but the more specific it gets, the more dangerous Maybe it we gets. should change our name to Jesus Talk instead of God Talk. <laughs> yeah. This well, that's, no, this is, I think this is right. See, we're, we're, we're addressing this generic God Talk with, with, with hopefully a lot of Jesus Talk. Because as Luther says, I know no other God than that man who hangs dead on the cross for my sins. That is the truth. And and I think that's when it gets down to the specific that really does scandalize. Hmm. You know, it's not yeah. so much to say that, that we, we've got the right God and everybody's got the wrong God, but the question is, how do we know God? You know, that's, that's funny because it kind of takes us back to the topic that we're supposed to be talking about, which is kind of crazy. But, you know, it's kind of interesting that you hear a lot of people in the Christian world talk about Jesus as Lord. But how often do you hear people say, oh, Jesus, my God? Mm. You know, we don't hear that a whole lot. And Jesus, so, my Lord, Jesus, my Savior, but my God, you know. What do you make of that? I worship Jesus. That's, you know, I mean, that... I I don't know. I've I've always kind of been a little sensitive to that. Just wondering, uh, and I think that there's a lot of power when you go beyond Savior into God. I think that um, you know, with the Roman Catholics, some of them wanting Mary to be a co-redemptrix and so forth and so on. You can be a redeemer without being God, perhaps. But uh, you know, you can make a sacrifice for people. Heck, I can jump on a grenade and save people's lives. That doesn't make me God. I can be a savior. Without not, being not, a god, now when God does that, that's a big thing. Yeah, because He's God. Yeah, <laughs> you know, the, yeah. There's something in the in the early centuries. I think it was the second century. The report in the Roman Empire was that the this group called Christians would get up very early in the morning before the sun rose and gather together in one place and worship Christ as God. That was that was the big thing. They uh-huh. worshipped this this guy, the Christ, as God, and that was blasphemy. To the Romans. It was, at least in these accounts. Because it, only the Caesar is God. That was their defining order. thing, though. Yeah. You know, and, and I've, I've sometimes said that, uh, that's why I kind of like, in my context, I kind of like incense in church, although we don't use it very often. But if a Buddhist were to walk into uh, our sanctuary and smell incense and kind of get a, a gist of what was going on there, they would probably conclude that these people worship this Jesus as God, hmm. and that would be very accurate. That would, that would, as far as that goes, that would be, you know, a, a true statement. It, it's kind of interesting how incense seems to kind of uh, be almost a universal worship tool. Jews use it, don't they? I don't know. I, I think I'm, I'm not aware of it in the synagogue. It was, it was part of the temple. The temple, okay. And you, you had the the. There's an incense altar in the holy place, right? 
And uh, some people have speculated that all the animal sacrifice, you had to do something to well, kind of cut the air. There, I mean, but. it's amazing all of our accoutrement in church, how much of it had started out as a practical thing. You know, we, we veil the, the chalice. Uh, and as I understand, the reasoning behind that was that in these big cathedrals, you had birds in the belfries and in the yeah, we had a, up, up high, and had uh, you had to cover the- your stuff or you get fouled. Yeah, somebody somebody said one time that one of these days, fifty or hundred years from now, if we're still around, uh, there's going to be on every altar uh, some gold encrusted or gold jewel encrusted microphone, <laughs> just because there's always been one on an altar, and and nobody will know what it's for, but they'll say we've always had one. It's always been there, and it'll be some kind of uh, symbol of the spoken word or something like that. This will be long after we need microphones. <laughs> I, what I, did this do? I think a lot of customs go that way. but Well, we're, we're pretty much out of time. I'd like to thank you all for enduring us for yet one more hour. I know it's another been, hour, another been commandment. painful. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be uh, finishing this up uh, somewhere on the other side of the grave. Until then, stay tuned, and God bless you. We'll talk to you soon. 